1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10
0: for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Found,
2: told them you were living downtown, all the old men crazy.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to an off-season reporting is eligible. We, of course, have promised to do a show if anything big happens during the off-season. And uh, big stuff happened. Like, a whole bunch of big stuff happened, both Packer and non-Packer related. And so so here we are. So, um, uh, uh, biggest of before I do intros, biggest of big, uh, Aaron Rodgers is back of his own free will. Uh, Devontae Adams is back not of his own free will. And uh, a whole bunch of other quarterback trades happened as well that are fun because they give us bases for comparison for all this. So... Um, To discuss Aaron and uh, Russell Wilson and Jordan Love and all that other crap, first of all, in
1: Urban Wauwatosa doing his prep work in the background. Yes. Hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. What a day it was for me on Tuesday because you had the, the Rodgers news, Devontae Adams close behind. You had the Big Ten awards where Johnny Davis is the <laughs> player of the Johnny year, Davis. Gardard, Coach of the Year. I know, right? He gets buried, <laughs> <laughs> buried in the news cycle. Um, Aaron Rodgers quickly reseizes the news cycle with a tweet after Russell Wilson gets traded. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff in the prep sports world. There's a lot of crazy stuff in. You know, baseball, we thought for, for a second, thought maybe on top of all that, Tuesday would have some baseball resolution. Yeah, they were uh, so, close. so close.
3: So close. Flamed out
1: on us. But uh, but yeah, it's been it has been a week. There has yeah. been stuff to talk about. A lot of college college basketball. I mean, I, that consumes my thoughts in the evening. So I didn't even think to mention that yet. So indeed, it's crazy.
0: Yes. And also
4: joining us from what appears to be a dorm room in the middle of nowhere. And I'm Matt, but you can call me Matov. Joining you from Moscow, Kansas.
3: <laughs> Moscow, <laughs>
0: Moscow.
4: So yes, uh, big reveal: the the city in which I stay when I am in Kansas, Oklahoma, is actually called Moscow. Wait, don't you go? Yeah. Don't you go out in Liberal? So liberal, Liberal is about a half an hour away. It is a, a good place to get dinner if you feel like commuting an hour to get dinner. So you, um,
0: you stay in Moscow and have drinks in Moscow. I
4: stay in, in Moscow. I, well, sometimes I have drinks in Liberal. I work and drink in Hugoton.
0: Okay.
1: That's not as fun. About 10, so.
4: It's about 10 miles from Moscow. Yeah,
1: let's ignore Hugoton.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, b- Moscow and Hugoton add up to a grand total of like 3,000 people. The odds of anyone from either of these places listening to our podcast are so minuscule that I feel comfortable making mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think you're okay. disparaging remarks. Um uh, Acme Packing Company, Meme Weaver, and General Twitter Rabble Rouser. Uh, to get the bit out of the way early today, I edited a comic by the Draw Play Dave to make Arif Hasan say Case Cookus
0: Nice work. <laughs> Very good. Yes.
1: So we're. I feel like we're having kind of a Freedom Fries moment where where we are trying to erase a lot of references to Russia from common culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a restaurant in Shorewood which uh, which went from i forget russian goods to european goods uh the, the owner's actually from the ukraine so it's a it's a awkward situation yeah do you do think moscow kansas is going to consider a rebrand we could go with mad cow kansas so, so what do you think is the ideal in, here
4: in the most american fashion possible there are multiple cities named moscow yeah and there there is a moscow idaho that sent a cease and desist letter to moscow russia <laughs>
1: <laughs> what <laughs> why
4: because they said hey could you guys change your name because we don't like you
1: well you know they're that's, not alone at this point that's, that's, bold, that's good but, stuff
4: um I, moscow kansas uh has zero amenities outside of a country store known as slim pickens and not gonna lie slim pickens pr- provides like a top three breakfast burrito i've ever had
1: okay good work slim so, yeah so
4: nice if, job if slim you're at pickens if you're ever traveling through Moscow, Kansas, Moscow, stop at Slim Pickens Moscow. and have a breakfast
1: burrito. <laughs> if I'm traveling through Kansas, my goal is to get through Kansas and I ain't stopping for breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. And, and no. what's
4: funny is uh, yeah. the highway between Moscow and Hugoton is a speed limit of 65. I have never done less than 85.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> if you're in a great plain state, your speed limit should be at least 75. 70.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I
4: believe the speed limit in certain parts of Montana is. Uh safe and proper or fair and proper something along yeah. those lines. Yep. Which is not how
1: they drive, I'm gonna guess on nope. those roads.
4: <laughs> no, it's 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 the Autobahn. It's the Montana
1: Bond. Absolutely. Autobahn. Is yeah, the it Autobahn. Is. The ah. Montana Bond. I love it. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Have we talked since you did the Aaron Rodgers Instagram? No, no. That we have not. That's oh, beautiful. Well, <laughs> that
4: is the single greatest piece of content you have ever produced. <laughs> like, well, in, thank really you. Good. Thank you. It'll in, probably be the in, outro. Like, I, so that's fine. I cannot stress enough how, like, JR and I are in a group chat with Paul, and Paul just, like, dropped this in the group chat, like, hey, what do you guys think of this?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, like fully formed, almost all of the lyrics, one swing. It was pretty brilliant. Not, and, uh, oh. you know, it's a little niche because people maybe don't know Inside by Bo Burnham, but I feel like there's a pretty good audience for yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Certainly the people that are following this stuff also know Bo Burnham's Inside. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty great.
0: It also, like, um, it, it kind of speaks for itself, too. Like, it, it's a song meant for listing things, and it, it's good yes. for that. And also, kudos to JR, by the way, who who basically rewrote the hardest part, um, which is the, <laughs> uh, on, on the in, on inside is the the dead mom portion, which has a very tricky meter that is hard to fit other lyrics into, and the first time I tried to write it, it sucked, and I could not for the life of me get it right, and... Uh, Somewhere hidden on my computer forever, I have Jr. Singing me to do it. So uh, I was
1: just going to say the B side because I couldn't just <laughs> write it and tell you how to do it. I had to sing it, record it, and send it to you so that you could hear the yep, cadence. Yep, and the cadence it was it was, <laughs> it was very helpful.
0: Uh, I did I did attempt to put you in as harmony but we were just not quite the right tempo so.
1: oh my god that'd be the uh not a good idea we're it, good with you know
0: it, let it didn't, work, didn't work
4: Wait, so i have i have sound booth and i have a couple other music producing pieces of software i could i could pitch correct and tempo correct if you right. truly wanted to make Jr. your, so
0: the pitch was not the problem. It was purely a matter of tempo. Um, Jr. was doing it quickly um, and, and trying to get it all out, um, and I was doing it the Burnham tempo, and so that was the problem. So you'd actually have to speed him up and like put space in there. I tried to do I it. Guess. You don't want to. It, it's, it doesn't work. It's fine. It's, it's not a big deal. It's, uh, it was going to be Chris an Easter P- egg and not necessary. <laughs> I was going to say you, it's,
4: it's Chris Pratt doing Eminem. <laughs> Yes. Where, where he was just doing it. it as fast as possible instead of at the correct tempo.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: If people do not know what we're talking about, check out Acme Packing Company. You gotta find Aaron <laughs> Rodgers Instagram, the song by Paul. Yep. Uh just just beautiful moment and uh beautiful mystery. And now Aaron Rodgers is uh well we know he's coming back. We don't know the, the current the terms of the contract. He has categorically denied The numbers that are out there. The best
4: best part of that is ESPN citing Pat McAfee as a reference when he's the one who's like, actually, these numbers are wrong.
1: Yep. (laughs) I know. Yeah, that was a... That was weird. And I I think, you know, we could talk about that if you want, if we want, but I think everybody sort of understands they're not going to be very different from those. Right. Almost certainly going to be just a case of a technicality here or there that we're talking. Like maybe it's three years with a void year or something. But uh, the gist
0: here is going to be right. That's the thing. It's going to be. So
4: I was going to say Evan Tex Western, Acme Packing Company, corporate overlord slash managing editor, had a phenomenal idea as to what the numbers would be. He did. Um, his here's exact quote was, "A lot of conflicting info about Rogers' money. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a three-year extension on Rogers' deal with enough new money to make it a total of four years, two hundred million. That way, everybody's technically correct. The, the best, best kind, kind of correct. Um, <laughs> um, so that would be uh, his current deal plus one hundred and fifty-three million.
0: And that is that is what it's going to be. A lot of the earlier reports were that it was one hundred and fifty-three million, and he has forty-seven million on the books." And nothing's official yet, and I think that the the that's not right was the $200 million like extension reports. But I think this is going to be it, and it's going to be $200 million total for four years in some capacity, um, with it heavily, heavily backloaded in those last two-slash-void years. um, But I think they'll have good flex- cap flexibility for this year and next year, but it, it's going to get... It's gonna get, it, it's all about what happens after that and how it's structured so we're still waiting on that but uh they they got it done and uh Aaron's back and he gets to brag about being probably a 50 million dollar per season person and uh we we get another at least a couple seasons of a good quarterback work so um it's it's good to see and it it, tri- it set off a whole chain reaction in the division in the in the NFL too so that was also a good time. I don't know. You so, guys, you guys like it? You like having them back? You think it's a, a I mean, smart use you, of money? <laughs> I, I think
4: that that we live in an era where the the cap is one, both now soft, and two, so ever growing that kicking the can is no longer actually a thing, I, and so I'm fine.
1: I think <laughs> it's a thing only because we just saw a situation where the cap didn't grow that much over the last couple of years. Obviously that required a worldwide event, (laughs) but uh, I think it's a thing that they, that they have to be cautious with because I do think there's a chance it can bite them when the numbers don't grow. Like they think it will. I, but I, I hear what you're saying as far as a soft cap. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like it's an invented boogeyman to a degree more than actually something that yeah. the teams, the teams are going to have to so, guard against. And, and always there are just, there's, there's always a gymnastic. There's always a back door. There's always a something, something, something that Russ ball can throw together. And and I, I get a little guarded when people start saying, well, Russ ball, will work it out. You know, like he's like, he's <laughs> God, but I mean, is it, are they, are they that wrong? Like it kind of works out that way every year. So, I don't, I, I a think couple cool. things. Oh,
4: you go first, Matt. No, no, okay. I was going to say a couple things. One, Jr., have you ever read the fine print on your auto insurance? Um,
1: I I I, I have. I was going to
4: say, I bet you actually have.
0: <laughs> I have. Yeah. I mean,
1: this is a guy whose car just got stolen. Although I haven't read it recently, I read <laughs> so, it a long time ago.
4: <laughs> more more often than not, your auto insurance includes a clause that it does not cover acts of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's true yeah. with a lot of insurance, but
0: yes,
1: that's what comprehensive is basically. Yeah, it is. That is, is so, acts of God. acts of God.
4: So, so the the cap shrunk because of an act of God. Okay, that is true still for all shrunk. intents and purposes. So, but, but what I'm saying is like like a, a literal generational event had to shrink the cap. So, so, so let's
0: I, okay, fu- that's that's true. It's just that. Uh, so I'm I am 44 years old. I've had way too many generational events at this point,
4: <laughs> man. I'm 32. I've had way. You too You have. Many generational...
0: You've had even a higher percentage of your life consumed by them. And um, I, I w- like, they probably won't happen in the next couple of years. But man, they. I wouldn't be that surprised if there was like another variant that that hit another Here's... season or something like that, or you know, if there's war happening, New- <laughs> nuclear winter. Yes, would, that's...
1: <laughs> Or (laughs) most let's talk about a variable that actually wouldn't ruin all of our lives, but also really affect things. What if a, this is dark, I guess. What if a player dies on the field? I I do think there is a moment in time in the future where there is a realization that football is, is a crazy sport that's going to get people killed. And and it's not going to keep going up, 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 up. It's not going to be King for, for all time. Maybe it'll be King for the next 25 to 30 years. But I do think there's a ceiling in there somewhere when it comes to the violence of the game.
4: I I think, that a player dying on the field will not be an issue because of Ryan Shazier. We, yeah. we all watch we all watch Ryan Shazier get paralyzed we did. on the field That's true. doing a mundane football activity. And it affected no one long term other actually, than Ryan Chazier.
0: I think that it because it was a sort of a mundane football activity, that cuts it a little bit. Uh it makes it more like something that could happen to anybody rather than something that's happening directly to foot because of football. And that's uh, fair. what you what what I think could drastically impact things is a big hit kill somebody. That would be, I think, a whole different um thing. And uh, I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened and I guess kudos to the
4: NFL for that. <laughs> who is
1: wasn't it, the guy in the not? Bears?
4: Wasn't the guy in the Bears who got like bent backwards? Yeah. And,
1: Charles Hughes. Chuck Hughes. Yeah. Um he uh he is the only NFL player to die on the field. Uh, it wasn't, this is 1971, oh, 1971. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I do not know about this. Okay. It, it, it is. And, and there's some reasons why it maybe didn't catch on. It wasn't directly filmed. There is kind of a famous gross photograph of him lying prone on the ground. Um, it, it it was like you, there's video of him from in this game, but you don't see the hit, the, the hit that ultimately sort of ends him. Um, and I want to say that, You know what? I also think he came back and played for a little bit. I think the hit, uh, whatever happened to him caught up to him. Uh, I don't know if it was a brain. Gosh, I should know this. I should know this before I I start talking about it. I I don't believe the hit that killed him, like killed him instantly is what I'm saying. Got it. So it's
4: like, like a boxer who, um, gets beat up and then in their next bout takes a jab and dies.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 He caught a pass. Then three plays later, I'm reading this off Wikipedia. So whatever. Um, He goes back to the huddle with 102 on the clock. He drops to the turf, clutching his chest. He collapsed near Dick Butkus, who saw him convulsing. Uh, Butkus motioned to get the trainers out there. Uh, Postmortem that he had an undiagnosed and advanced uh, arteriosclerosis. One of his coronary arteries was blocked and he had a history of heart disease. So that is also something here. It's a coronary thrombosis, Uh, basically the hit exacerbated a problem that was already you know, in his body. Got he it. would have lived without the hit maybe, but it would have, it was, it was a whoa, ticking ticking time. Underlying fact yeah. Yes. Underlying fact. Comorbidity. All
4: right. <laughs> to, to bring it back around to our current. Oh my God. Frame. That's, that's a word. How many, how many people heard the word comorbidity for the first time in their lives in the last two years? <laughs> yep.
1: Don't want to hear it again. Nope, I'm never. so sick of it. Never want to hear it again. So many COVID words yeah. that I never want to speak so, or think okay. of again.
4: So, circling back to the cap. Yes. Also, yes. I'm the kind of she, person who's... I am so I'm, sorry
1: that I brought us to, to death. <laughs> that despair. got dark, man. I mean, I mean, also, I mean Aaron uh, Rodgers coming back isn't that bad, is it? You know what's,
4: what's even worse than that is I've become the type of person who unironically uses the phrase circle back. Uh, <laughs> and I hate myself. Uh, business speak. Mm-hmm. I had a I, mm-hmm. I had a, a buddy of mine today ask me to help explain the cap. He's a, a casual football fan, and understands that there are people out there who hold like a a bit more knowledge on the subject and he's like explain the cap like why is it that someone can get a four-year 200 million dollar contract but their cap number isn't 50 million dollars a year every year and so i busted out the old interwebs and i showed him zadarius smith's contract because i think zadarius is a really good example of how to play around with the cap So Zadarius for three years of his contract cost the Packers, uh, what I would consider fair and, or next to nothing. So the first year of his contract with the Packers, he had a base salary of $1 million. He had a prorated bonus, which by the way, when, when people say prorated bonus, it's signing bonus split up among specific parts of the, of the contract. So his signing bonus, his first year was only worth $5 million. Um, and this year, his signing bonus proration is worth twelve point three eight million dollars. Yep, but it's all the same bonus. Um,
0: and, and there's rules about this too. Um, on yes. signing, signing bonus proration can't just be willy-nilly whatever you want it to be. Um, it has to be. There are limits to what you can assign to years.
4: So, but the what basically shakes out is Zedari Smith in the first year of his. For four-year, $66 million contract, only counted $7 million against the cap. Yep. Um, This year, in the 2022 league year, his base salary is 14.5. The proration of his bonus is 12.38. He has a $500,000 per game roster bonus and a $7,500 workout bonus, which comes out to a cap number of $27.6 million. That's quarterback money.
0: It is quarterback money, and that's how backloading works. Guys get quarterback and, money later.
4: So essentially Zadarius Smith's cap number is four times what it was four years ago. So we're probably going to say goodbye to Zadarius any day now.
1: Yeah. That's probably true. But all that comes due then, does it not?
4: So uh, good question, JR. So the, the <laughs> what, what he is currently due in terms of cap dead money. Is his prorated bonus. And that's it. So if Zadarius is cut today, tomorrow, anytime before June
1: 1st, he costs 12 million and not 27 million. Yes.
4: And so he costs 12 million, but you end up, quote unquote, saving 15 million. Got it. Yep. So that is, I think, if anyone wants to learn like a really Good, quick Kentucky windage as to how you can play around with the cap. Just go look at Zadarius' current contract. I think it's a good it's a good example.
0: Yeah. Yes, and um, the Packers will need um, all of the cap space they can get because they had to franchise tag Devonte Adams. Kuhn will not play
4: on. Will the franchise
0: not. Tape. When you franchise tag somebody, you pay them all at once with no prorations or putting anything off or anything else. So to do it, you need the space under the cap. Once the league, not the league year starts, once the the free agency period, I guess, starts on March 16th. And the, right, but I
4: thought I thought that was the start of the new league year.
0: It might be. I don't know. It. I just know it's the date. It's the the, the time yeah. that you need to have things all squared away by.
4: I don't know, no. JR, what's the new league year?
1: No, you're right. You're right. I was I was confusing it with the June first date, but no, it's gotta be now it's gotta be sooner because Soon. free agency, free agency. Kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep.
4: So uh Devontae's big qualm with everything is he could get franchise tagged twice in a row. That's how it works. And and still not make the money that he wants.
1: Okay, let's talk about the tag a second, just because I'm gonna give you my dumb version of it and you can tell me if it's right or wrong. Franchise tag works where you are guaranteed that you're gonna <laughs> you're going to pay you're going to pay your guy an average of the of a salary of the five best players at that position in yep, the league. That's it. The player hates it because he thinks he's worth, I mean if you're Devonte, you think you're the best receiver in the league. You're not probably wrong. You might be number 2, but you're probably not 2. Uh so you want more than that money. You don't want the average of the five best players, you want to surpass the five best players. Team though gets a little bit of a little bit of cost certainty, but also they're going to have to pay a whole lot of money. To, to have him for the one year, yeah. So, but but the goal here is to not have him paid that amount of money. The goal here is to get him the money that he wants, but to have it on a more reasonable contract that you can spread out, as we talked about with the proration and whatnot, over the course of several years, and not actually this year pay him twenty million. Hello, that's not going to work when your quarterback is going to be making somewhere in the fifty million range. Like, yeah. who else? Who, who else is going to be on your team? <laughs> so, well,
4: the the I I, I really. Hate to be pro-ownership, as we've, we've established multiple times. Um, the franchise tag does have one benefit in the fully guaranteed aspect of it. The moment that you're franchise tagged, you're essentially handed the total value of the franchise tag. So tomorrow, Devontae Adams could be making a frozen pizza and slip in his kitchen and tear his Achilles and miss the entire season, but he still gets paid $20 million.
0: So that's all true. Um, But aside from that, one of the things, the Packers are in a good position here to use all the tools at their disposal. Like kicking Aaron's number down the road is smart for quarterbacks because quarterbacks are just worth so much more than everybody else. You kind of can't overpay them no matter what. And even if it screws up your cap two years down the road, it's still worth it because of how valuable they are. And Adams by virtue of being like the best or second-best receiver in the league, will actually be underpaid on the franchise tag. And um, the only—I mean, not the only reason, but the, the main reason the Packers do want to give him more money is for cap manipulation reasons. I think, all things being equal, they would actually be very happy to franchise him at the average of the top five. Um, now the caveat there is um, DeAndre Hopkins messes all this up and is the cause of all of this. All of the issues here are his fault. All the Cardinals' fault. Or wait, is he playing on the Cardinals' deal or the? Well, in the, he's playing
4: on the Texans. The deal. Texans'
0: deal, right? This is this is no. God. They suck. So this is Bill O'Brien <laughs> has ruined Devontae Adams. Yeah, Adam, Adams is on record as saying he wants the highest average uh, value per year, uh, which is DeAndre Hopkins, and. That was an asinine deal, and nobody would ever pay a receiver that much money, generally speaking, if not for idiocy. So, um, it's going to be hard to get him there. They can do it; they just need to backload like they did with Rodgers. But uh, that's an overpay for anybody, Adams included. And uh, so, we'll see what they actually end up on. Uh, I could definitely see them coming to some loggerheads here, um, as the, like actually getting up to the season before they actually make this happen. I won't be surprised if that happens.
4: I'm sorry. What's a what's a loggerhead?
0: Uh, it's the foam on the top of your beer. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. I didn't know that was a figure of speech. Oh, it, um, it, it just. I've it, never it heard mean, it either. It I,
0: makes feeling really better my top. Really? You never
1: logger. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that's nonsense. I'm just saying <laughs> I've never heard it.
4: Look, in my experience, two things I've learned: Paul is rarely wrong, mm-hmm. but he also says things I've never heard before. So,
1: like when he tries to pronounce in and "suh."
0: <laughs> I'm always wrong about pronunciation. Um, so, and I, I was kidding about the beer thing because I just assumed it was a common phrase. It, it just means that you are Lifford, in, in a locked position.
4: I've heard "come to a head" to mean a lo- in a locked position. I've never heard "loggerhead" specifically.
0: Huh. All right. It's <laughs> a thi- it, um, I assure you, it's a thing. You can. Everybody, go <laughs> Google it. Sure. Everybody go Google you, the definition and tell, and then tweet Matt uh, what it is. that That'll help
4: things out.
1: What do you speculate the relationship is between the tagging of Devontae Adams and the signing of Aaron Rodgers?
4: I will bet you that uh, Rodgers was surprised to find out that Devontae was disgruntled about his tag.
0: No, no, not about the tag. Uh, I, I think that he thinks they'll get something done. But, I mean... He can't be that dense. It was pretty obvious they, were, they had to tag Adams for leverage. Like, they had to. It was... Sure. Yeah. And nobody's, ha- more, no one's happy about being tagged, ever. Like, no one's ever been happy about it. Everybody's mad about being
4: tagged. More so the probability that the rumor now, I, I, thanks to Ochosenko, who called himself a representative of Devonte, <laughs> That was hilarious. <laughs> said, oh, God. said that, that Devontae will hold out if he has to play on the tag. Yeah. Um, I feel like that had to be news to Aaron. No, it wasn't. You don't think so? No, I don't. Well, You I, don't think that Aaron Aaron was surprised to find out that he would sign whatever extension and then may possibly not have his number one receiver?
0: I mean, I think Aaron is a giant, huge weirdo. Um, yes, we've sure. established this. But, <laughs> but surely he thinks that... Uh, if he would like to be paid as much as possible to be the best at his position, that other people would, too. And that if they franchised him, you know he what, would be pissed Paul, off.
4: He does think that, but don't call me Shirley. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but like, I'm sure he also thought the Packers hold all the cards with Adams and that he will be back, whether he wants to or not. So I think that is what he, I mean, I don't think this is a surprise. It's not a surprise to anybody. I'm sure Adams knew he'd be tagged. I'm sure he knew he'd be unhappy with it. I'm sure all everybody else on the team knew about it. It's just NFL business. It's, it's but to a, be
1: clear, the pack, the Packers don't want him on the tag, right? They no, don't they want don't. They do not want right him. now.
0: You are correct. They do not want him on the tag. They want to extend him and push his number out and keep him around for more than one year because he's good. Um, so they want all of that. But if they allowed Adams to hit the free agent market, on you know without the control of the franchise tag, they'd be in a bidding war for him, and he could go wherever he wanted. And now that's not the case, <laughs> which is a uh, it's a stu- I, it, It's amazing it exists. The NFLPA, such PA, a weird thing. The NFLPA right? is is just a garbage institution that never should have allowed such a thing to happen. I can't believe they did.
4: Everybody hates, <laughs> Everybody hates it. You know what? After what has been happening in the MLB, I think I'm done trashing the NFL. No,
0: PA. no, 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 no. <laughs> that is the opposite reaction that you should be having. Like, if, if the NFL PA had a spine, they would have had a few work stoppages, and they'd all be a lot better off, especially um, lower-paid players who don't play for that long, who just get screwed in in the NFL. Um, ba- baseball has done much, much better by its players, and that union is much, much better than the NFL PA. Matub, so, we actually, don't
1: say we don't say the MLB. That's also
4: I also one hundred percent agree with your take. I just wanted to spin you up on baseball. Yeah, well, okay, you did. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, Matub, because we are going to make a baseball fan of you. Yet it's not the MLB. It's never the MLB. It's just MLB. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay,
4: because it's major <laughs> I'm sorry, an MLB.
1: <laughs> yes, love it. Yes, we're good. We're good. Um. So you th- you do think there'll be a holdout? You think that Devonte will that that this will get done, but they're going to hold out first. He's going to hold out. I first. think I think this
0: it might drag on longer than is commonly anticipated, just because I do think he wants that number. I think it's like a thing that he wants, and getting it structured in a way that makes him happy and able to say that's going to be a little tricky. Um, I'm I'm so, not.
4: My assumption is, uh, now that Rodgers watches essentially done the new Favre watch is going to be Taywatch, and sometime around minicamp yep some news will break
1: that's probably about right that would not surprise me uh going back to rogers real quick because the Devontae thing is unsettled and because we don't have an actual contract a couple days after this news broke uh there's no chance that this falls through is there i mean Never, Never say never with Aaron,
0: but it, it seems likely to get done. Um, it, you know, we're not to the point where you can officially announce these things yet. So, well, that, that's, oh, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good in the,
4: point. In the words, in the words of Paul Noonan, five minutes ago. Aaron Rodgers is a big, giant weirdo. Big, giant weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you,
1: you never can tell with that one. Right. But, uh, but that's also a good point. He's yeah. going to want to unveil, you know. Also, it's, it's not going to be unveiled until... He's like, going to make a clay sculpture oh.
4: <laughs> of his contract, and then his fiance is going to eat it. Also, his preferred trade destination is no longer available. So there, there's <laughs> that too. Also true. Very good point. Also, by the way, so, so something that I never got about this... Um, quote-unquote the preferred trade destination of denver yep um the people who are owned by denver said that like it was actually never really in the cards
0: that's so, a lot that's a
1: lie though clearly i, I mean brian Gudekun said he received no trade offers for aaron Rodgers too well okay i, I believe so, nobody everyone's so, everyone is a fucking liar yeah everyone. brian's
4: brian's wording was very careful in in the in the yeah, I've been immunized. <laughs> so th- I'm, I'm a little. I, I have very
1: low tolerance in the in the post yeah, I've been immunized society. I have very low tolerance for willful like word, you know word, yep, yep. word salad and to so, avoid things. You know so, what you're doing. So
4: dude. the way the way Brian worded it. It did not necessarily say that they haven't received offers. It was more that they haven't contemplated offers or something along those lines. Whatever. So basically, like whatever. Like the, the way the we way got, we got we got offers, we just didn't think about. It. <laughs> yes, it, that's in, that's in how any case Brian it.
0: clearly with the timing of the Wilson trade that there was some contemplation that it might happen.
4: Right. And according to the people who are owned by Denver and are in the media, um, by the time the combine rolled around. Uh, Denver knew they weren't getting Rogers, so.
1: Uh huh, I believe the expression here is "sure, Jan," <laughs> <laughs>
4: referencing the '90s Brady Bunch movie is a deep cut.
1: <laughs> That's a meme. It's not even. It's not even a movie reference anymore. No, it's, it's just not. a. It's just a GIF. <laughs> yep.
4: See, and, which is sad because that movie is a masterpiece.
1: I'm sure there's more than one person in the world who thinks that. It's I actually but
4: I, I agree with Matt actually it's really good. It's well
0: done. Oh my god.
1: Okay. It's
4: it's a very well done piece of it's
0: satire. It's a satire, it is, right? It okay. is a satire. It knows
4: yes, what it which, is. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Put on your Sunday best kids we're going to
1: Sears. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sears R.I.P. So uh okay, so the Russell Wilson thing. He's out of the NFC, which I think is probably good. Like his <laughs> I'm not going to say he's out of the NFL. <laughs> oh, no, out of the NFC. Yeah. Um, so, another okay. extremely weird person, but I think it's probably good, although his, he's had obviously a, the injury thing. He's, he's had a really couple bad. bad
0: years in a row, and so right. there's a chance Russell's not what he used to be. I would just point out, though, that we, we did all think that about Aaron, or at least not everybody, but I thought that about we Aaron. We did, though, totally. For a while, at the end of the McCarthy era, when the offense got stale, Um, he played badly. And it. Pete Carroll is not a good um offensive Person and they haven't had a good offensive um, philosophy in Seattle in forever. So he might thrive in a. I mean, if he gets a better offense, there's no guarantee Denver is that. But Russell Wilson in a better offense might pop back to being an actual um, monster. Well, it's very possible so, that happens.
4: So the the interesting wrinkle among all this that I've been hearing rumblings from Donkey fans is that Hackett doesn't actually run Lafleur's offense. He does or the not. He, offense that is correct. It's so I'm interested to see uh, how Russell would do in in such a scheme.
0: I think the best Russell Wilson offense that you can run is a very vertical offense um, that uses his motion in a controlled way, his ability to run in a controlled way, to to get him, to buy him time without exposing him to pressure um, and letting him throw the deep ball, which he is really best at um don't put him in dumb situations by running a ton on early downs and uh, if you do that your offense will be pretty good um if you try and force him to be a uh, a pocket quarterback and you run the ball twice and then have him try and bail you out on third down he'll actually he'll do a pretty good job of that <laughs> but it's not the best way to run offense so um I'm looking forward to this too I think he might have a bounce back here um <laughs> so,
4: so when when Hackett didn't have Blake Bortles as his quarterback. Yep. Um he had the best running back passing offense in the league. So when when he was the offensive coordinator for the Bills, his offense ran through C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then with Blake Bortles, he had the best running offense in the league. So I I don't know what the hell Hackett's going to do with. Nope.
0: Russell- Won't know until we see it. It'll be an interesting one. The
1: hot topic after this was seeing the package that the Broncos gave up to get him. And, and would the Packers in the same situation offered the same package, would people do it? And, uh, it's, it's a really attractive package. I still think, you know, three years from now, if, if, if he's here, if if Rogers is in green Bay, three more years, you have time to find that next quarterback. You, if you, if you make the deal, you're rebuilding right now, you are guaranteed to rebuild. You are not guaranteed to rebuild. If you, uh, you know if you keep rogers as the packers are doing but uh but i don't know you uh, you guys know more about that sort of draft draft capital and things like that it, it seemed like a pretty attractive package oh i shouldn't it's... have said that out loud <laughs> pretty attractive package <laughs>
4: okay i'm gonna need someone to remix that i want it auto-tuned <laughs> <laughs> <I> want it. <laughs>
0: it's pretty good uh
4: it's it
0: does not blow me away it's it, uh I would have, I like, if you're trading Rodgers, and by the way, Wilson's, he's worse than Aaron Rodgers is. He's not bad. He's very, 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 very good quarterback, but there are more warts on him right now. Um, he might have been destroyed by getting killed, um, by sacked a billion times. And um, so he, you're going to get less for Wilson than for Rodgers. I think he's younger, but still, I think that it's pretty good though. Um, I would I would like three firsts if I'm doing Rodgers, but it is nice to get, no offense, um, who is, I think, a pretty good young tight end. Uh, I- I entering the age where tight ends start to be good. They're not good as rookies ever. Um, getting two second-rounders is good. Um, and I don't want Drew Locke back, but I get why that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's a paperwork thing. That's a paperwork like, you know, thing. So, you got to have
1: a quarterback somewhere.
0: <laughs> so um, I I think, I, I'm still the opinion, like, quarterbacks worth everything. And if you can get your incumbent awesome quarterback... To stay, you should. I think Seattle's biggest mistake was actually not changing things up schematically and in the coaching staff for Wilson, who still has, if you treat him right, a a good number of years left. Um, And so they didn't need to put themselves in this position in the first place. Um, But given the situation as it is, I think it's a pretty good haul that you can build around. I do think the one problem they may have is that Denver's, I think, will be pretty good, and those picks aren't going to be very high. Um and you know maybe Wilson gets hurt maybe he does disappoint and I'm wrong but I, I, I think
4: Denver is in a buzzsaw division
1: yeah well so so, no. I think so it's is a, Russell Wilson though Seattle's so used are to the that Seahawks.
0: that's the other thing it's not a big change for them so yeah I just
4: I think that that Denver's not going to be as good as everyone thinks it is I just sure especially like getting rid of one of their better offensive weapons I I, I don't know that's just me though.
1: Uh, sorry, I stepped on Acylitam's question, which was literally just. That, oh yeah. Also, if uh, if he thought this was an overpay, an overpay for Wilson, it's not an overpay.
0: Um, if I think if anything, it's a slight underpay, but it's pretty fair. So, um, but not it's not an overpay. Quarterbacks should cost a fortune, and this one did, and it's not even that bad.
4: Like, they, is that the first Acylitam question in a minute? I feel no, like I, I haven't don't seen think it. so. I feel like I haven't seen his name in a while. I don't. Well, know.
1: we haven't podcasted in a while. We haven't. That's so are right. Fair. It's
4: <laughs> we're both correct somehow.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, do we want to talk about Jordan Love before we get into the bulk of the questions?
4: Jordan Love. Yes, is we should. Bad.
1: So I, I think.
0: <laughs> well, the main question is uh, like, is this development a referendum on Jordan Love? And if they thought he was better than he apparently is, would they have? Let Rodgers go, or tried to trade him. Uh, was this a, a factor that pushed them to make the effort to resign him? And I, I think yes is the pretty clear answer because if they had any inkling that he could be, um, you know, a top ten quarterback, putting up with Aaron Rodgers is a pain in the ass, and, and you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> it's, you wouldn't want to pay him money. You wouldn't want to deal with his personality. And if they thought they had something, I think they move on. Uh, so I, I think that this speaks volumes about him. Um, they'll try and—I mean, they want to get value for him. They'll keep him around. I think they'll try and move his value up, but I think they think he sucks, and I think this is evidence of that. I am pretty feel pretty strongly about that at this point.
4: Also, I, I have tried to express this multiple times and have never quite had the uh, specifics in front of me. So the Packers moved up in the draft while the team before the pick they moved up to was on the clock. So the the Packers moved up while the Vikings were on the clock expecting to go after Brandon Ayuk because the uh Vikings didn't need him but the 49ers jumped up while the Vikings were on the clock. So essentially the Packers moved up in a draft to get someone who then disappeared and Love was more or less a panic pick.
0: Well, I think that's right. I think he was the the player on the board and they Yeah, and got and, I, and
4: I've gotten I've gotten into multiple arguments about this and I and I had never properly vocalized the exact scenario because they're like, Oh my God, the Packers moved up without knowing who they could pick. That's insanity. Well, yeah, guess what? Turns out that's exactly what happened.
0: There is a counter to that argument, which is that they do have a history of liking Jordan love type quarterbacks. Drew Locke being the biggest example of that. They are in terms of college production and athletic profile, extremely similar players. They're both project quarterbacks with low completion percentages and, uh, Big arms and low athletic, not low athleticism. Um, low accuracy. Mid. Yeah, I was gonna
4: say mid athleticism. Big arms, on and, them, though. And um. as far as we know, Drew Locke is a better rapper than Jordan Love. I don't <laughs> know if you've, if you've all seen the Young Jeezy video.
1: <laughs> nope. Another counter to that would be if that were if that were the case, and I'm not saying it's not. You would think that at some point that gets conveyed to Aaron Rodgers, unless there's like a a pride thing where they just don't admit that they screwed yeah. it up and, and that it just not that they even screwed it up, but that circumstances confluenced all around them. Like they would tell Aaron Rodgers, look, the reason we didn't call you, which seemingly stuck in his craw for a couple of years is because it was a crazy time when we had to make a decision that was, that was very snap and very not what we wanted to do. We wanted to get you a wide receiver. Now I could see Aaron Rodgers being like, I, don't accept that explanation yeah yeah we're gonna get me a wide receiver and then you drafted my replacement instead that was a first round pick you don't just willy-nilly make a first round pick because you got stuck in a spot you weren't expecting uh but uh but i feel like that would be conveyed in some level i, I don't know yeah I, I okay guess I don't know.
4: so you you kind of touched on that but i was gonna say counter counterpoint aaron Rodgers is a big giant weirdo
1: yes so. the, <laughs> the biggest of giant weirdos um, yeah, so, uh, so I think there are some questions about Jordan Love as well that we can we can dive into if you yep. want. I think it. it's pretty straightforward as far as his future. It's if they get it, somebody offers a first or second round pick, they will absolutely do it. And if not, whatever, they'll yep. keep developing. Him. That's I mean, right. So
4: the rumor going around is actually the Steelers doing a first round pick swap.
0: Oh, interesting.
4: So the Steelers give up the twentieth pick for Jordan Love and the twenty eighth pick, which essentially equates to according to the Jimmy Johnson uh trade value chart a third rounder okay i'm down so the packer the packers move up eight picks this year and give up jordan love i'm good with moving up
0: eight picks in the first round for that actually that sounds good yeah. to me that's so a...
4: and per jimmy johnson that's a third
0: okay i don't even know why i talk about that uh, uh, okay really quick before we do questions really 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 quick um we had the combine and um i just wanted to mention a few things about it before we moved on One of which is I did want to mention that Leo Chanel of the University of Wisconsin tested as the second most athletic linebacker in the history of of the combine, (laughs) which is incredible, especially because like TJ Watts, one of like the top 30. (laughs) So you're you're
4: saying if if Leo Chanel is available at 28, the Packers should trade (laughs)
0: down (laughs) and pick a a really tall (laughs) cornerback instead. Yes, that's right.
1: (laughs) I still don't think Chanel's is a first-rounder by any means, but uh, but he he made himself some money at the combine. Yep.
4: Yeah, but I, I think the fact that Chanel ran the agility drills at his pro, pro day net. instead of at the combine says a lot.
0: the, yeah. the Really, the main thing I want to talk about the pro day is th- this is going to be a weird pro day for, for numbers generally and for statistics because they changed the order that they normally run things in to a large extent, and a bunch of people just opted out of running agility drills completely at this pro day or at this combine and uh so we, we don't have a bunch of three cones and shuttles and stuff like that and uh, consensus is that the 40 occurred when it's like sort of optimal to do combine drills and so we had a bunch of super great 40s and a super great verts and horizontals and um everybody punted on the bad time slot of the day for the agility drills and now they're putting up great pro days where you know you're comfortable at your pro day um I think we're gonna have more than normal um, outstanding performances when pro days are all said and done. As a result, and I'm not sure I'm gonna trust this one as much as normal. Okay, so
4: do you remember? That's what we said last year.
0: Yeah, I do. And there were, by the way, there yeah. were a ton of I ran numbers. There were there were 96 nine plus razes last year, and there's currently currently 76 uh this year. So there was more last year, but pro day is still to come and pro days improve our AS scores. So we'll sure.
4: I'm just I'm just saying I, I'm more apt to trust this year's numbers more so than last year's.
0: That, that's fair. Um it, it was COVID time. It was weird. Um and people were <laughs> at least witnessed this year. But man, it there was, was some, there were crazy, it, crazy performances this year.
4: It was the best of times, it was the blurst of times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Find
3: a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
4: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
1: All right, Patreon questions. Well, it's good to be back here with some Patreon questions. Mark Putscarby asks, how does this whole situation play out if the Packers don't draft love two years ago? Does Rogers become a back-to-back MVP without that motivation? Also, what is your line for what... What is your line for what you would trade love for if uh, versus just deciding to keep him? So I think we discussed the last part a little bit, but uh, yeah. yeah, the unknowable, the unknowable thing is it, it obviously developed a rift. Did it also somehow make Aaron Rodgers better? I don't know. If, I think it, I believe that, but
4: I think if the Packers draft T Higgins or Chase Claypool, Aaron Rodgers is back to back MVP.
0: I think. Pr- yeah, probably. But I don't think we can completely discount it because because he is a weirdo and because yeah. he does ta- – well, he takes things personally. Like, Aaron Rodgers takes things personally. And it's not – like, we shouldn't discount things like this as, as being like, oh, they're professionals. This doesn't matter to them because, yeah, it does. And and he is a weird guy. And it – like, motivation matters a lot to a lot of people. Um, is and- that the title
4: of this episode? Aaron Rodgers is a big, giant weirdo.
0: <laughs> I think we have already have one called that, don't we? <laughs> I, probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we do. So, I, I mean, we'll never know. This isn't to- Jared's right. It's unprovable. But I wouldn't bet against it having mattered and somewhat significantly. Um, I could see Aaron Rodgers... Um, just hypothetically in a world without this extra motivation, getting a new young coach in and being kind of a jerk about it and, and not necessarily adhering to the system um, and trying to sort of play his way out. And uh, um, I, I think having to uh, essentially fight somebody off or at least prove yourself as like, oh, you're idiots for drafting that guy. I'm still awesome. Like that, that does matter, I think. Um, so we'll, we'll never know. It's a guess. I could be completely wrong. But I I, I think there's at least a chance that that it drove his personality. Uh, everybody, uh, everybody on this podcast, a lot of people listening have probably watched the Michael Jordan documentary. And just think about what a psychopath Michael Jordan is about any perceived slight to his talent level. Um, it clearly matters to him. And I do think that Rogers is kind of of the same mind as Jordan. So I do think it matters.
4: So, I, I it's confession time. Uh I did not watch all of the last dance. <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, that's a lot of watching. It's walks, a lot of watching. So it, can, it's it's a lot 10 watch. hours. Yeah. I have, however, watched many meme supercuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then, there is one that is like 6 minutes long and it's called Every Time Michael Jordan Took It Personally. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say if nothing else everybody knows Michael Jordan took it personally.
1: I think uh we, we we do maybe discount a little bit the track record, the trending where Aaron Rodgers was headed before they drafted. Yeah, that
0: Jordan too. West. That too.
1: And it, it's easy to do that because they went thirteen and three in twenty nineteen, but that is not one of Aaron Rodgers' best statistical years. He actually uh, I wouldn't he wasn't bad, of course, but he, he, he was still not great. Uh twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, I think, are objectively I mean twenty seventeen is injuries, no, right? But like objectively not good. And and then 2019, he's fine. The Packers are winning. But then 2020 and 2021 are completely different animals. Yeah. So um,
4: in in my world of statistical analysis, uh, you need three data points to establish a trend. Otherwise, you have outliers. So what needs to happen is the Packers have to draft quarterbacks for the next two years <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> So and
0: Jared's right. In 2019, Rodgers was 13th in DVOA, and they had kind of a lucky season. Like they were good. I think I think because Lafleur brought competence to the team that hadn't been there before, and they didn't shoot themselves in the foot like they used to.
4: Well, that was so the, that that 13 and three season. That was our version of the Cowboys season, right? Where it was like, yeah, that was the one win. score wins. That's
0: right. That was that season. And then they then they instead of regressing, got better. Um, on their peripheral numbers, which is something right. you can also do, um, so th- that helps a lot. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you're Paul, right.
4: Paul just referenced regress to the mean. Those Ooh, playing a home, you need to finish your drink. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and Rogers was number one in DVOA the following year, so drastically improved.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's an inescapable correlation. It will always be part of the Aaron Rodgers story. Yep. And inescapable I mean... correlation
4: is the name of my new emo band. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, You know, the other thing, too, is to to factor in this Aaron Rodgers is is somebody who has injury in his history, but he has been unbelievably durable Uh, 30 at age, 35, 36, 37, 38. He's played in all, you know, he missed the one game, but he's played all 16 games for which he has not had a positive COVID test each season. So he's. I don't know how much you can rely on that. I mean, obviously Tom Brady stayed durable too, but you know it might be nice to have a higher quality backup if Jordan Love can be that guy. Yep. It might be nice to have that guy I think, because I do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy at thirty-nine. You know, I don't know. He
0: drastically think
4: as good of a catch of a backup.
0: Yeah, I, I actually, I you know, you know my opinion on Love. So yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Rodgers drastically cut his sack rate in the Lafleur era too. So that's another big factor there, especially in 2020, where he only was sacked on 3.7 percent of dropbacks. Uh, even last year it was 5.3, which is higher, but that offensive line was in such shambles they actually had a few, uh, a few more breakout bursts through the middle sacks than normal. And he might like he may actually play longer just because he is taking fewer hits um mm-hmm. but as in terms of backup like if you're not going to develop Love into a starter if he's bad I don't think he is a quality backup he was not last year he was a poor backup last year and uh, like Kurt Benkert I don't think is going to ever be an all-star or anything either but he's he gives you at least as much as Love does um if he's got to come in and spell him uh I this year is a crappy quarterback class and maybe they should just take one anyway cuz they'll all fall but Um, They should still go out and draft a quarterback like next
1: year, Um, starting next year. That should be in the plans. Uh, Jesse Gennigin had a great question for the moment that he asked it for the 15 minutes between major transactions. (laughs) It's like, if Hackett and the Broncos don't now trade the spare change in their couch cushions for Jordan Love, is that the clearest sign of all that even his coaches don't think he's any good? Uh... (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure the Broncos are going to make that deal anymore, but, uh, but that was pretty funny. Way to, way to thread okay, the needle, we, Jesse.
4: Good job. Can we can we shout-outs to Jesse on this? Because due to the timing between those two transactions, that means that Jesse saw the Rogers news, and his first thought was to come ask <laughs> us idiots a question. <laughs> yep. Uh, I love so, it. Thank you, Jesse, yes, so much
1: for That's the validation. Very good. All right, Brian Polakowski asks if Rodgers wins a Super Bowl in the next two seasons before age forty, does he play out the full contract? This also has to be filed under. Hell, if we know, we can inside that brain. Um, uh, he's probably going to be here two years, though, right? Like I know it's thought of that this is still a year-to-year situation, no matter how this contract plays out. But yep. I, I don't imagine the same level of drama next year as we have this year, or last year, for that matter.
0: Yeah, there's no way to tell this because there's so many different ways to interpret Aaron Rodgers statements and offseason things like, like if he wins a super bowl he might retire like oh, you know probably, yeah. he always says he's open to retiring and he's close to retirement and if he does one more that might very well be what happens so if they actually win a super bowl yes um i, I think that to to go to that third year in the contract they'd probably have to be some kind of giant dynasty like if they draft two receivers high that are, like, both Justin Jefferson level this year, and they they go full, you know, like, greatest show on turf on the league and just destroy the hell out of everybody for two years, then, yeah, he probably comes back for a third. But uh, I think if he gets the title, it's more than likely he's done. I think that probably wraps it up for him, going on top not being Brady's Hall of Fame year. And, I mean, that's probably the dream for Rodgers at this point.
4: I mean, I think think for Rodgers having two rings— Two Super Bowl MVPs and five MVPs. Yeah. That would be that would be his ride off into the sunset.
1: Yeah. once so you once you, 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 once you t- match Peyton, that's the, yeah. the... Yep, you're good. You're done.
4: Um. But also, in the history, in, in in the current state of the NFL, how often do people play out their whole contract?
0: Never. It never happens. You're yeah. right. It never ever ever. Yeah.
1: N- not All not right, a pe- free
0: agent contract anyway.
1: Patrick Detmer says, with Rodgers back, Tom Brady gone, San Fran likely transitioning quarterbacks, the Rams having no draft picks, and the fact that the Packers are playing in the NFC East and the AFC East next year. (laughs) Is there any reason, other than the fact that the Packers have ripped my heart out every year for the last decade in the playoffs, that I shouldn't be optimistic about this team finally getting back to the Super Bowl next year? Is this warranted, or am I just a prisoner of the moment right now, fanboying right now?
4: (laughs) Okay, let me me clear my throat for this. Uh, Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane.
1: Jeez, oh, what are we <laughs> quoting? What is this? I don't know. Is that Shawshank Gandalf? Redem- Shawshank oh, okay. Redemption. Oh, all That's right,
4: Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it,
1: it was it. It definitely sounded more Sean Connery than Morgan. I'm sorry. Freeman, which is I've, fine. Which is fine. i I like it.
4: I've, I've had many bourbons. I can't do a Shawshank impression. I apologize. Losers
1: right. always complain about their best. That's <laughs> the line yeah. here. That works.
4: Yeah, but losers. You said sounded like more like Morgan Freeman than I
1: did. <laughs> No, I'm, it doesn't matter it does not. none of it matters
0: so it was Gandalf yeah um I think it's worth uh, we, we've been I've, I get slammed with Twitter hate all the time uh when I celebrated this move about oh are the Packers going to build a roof for the playoffs and um I feel like there's this uh, kind of correct narrative that they are a bit of, of playoff chokers but the bottom line is that they've gotten really unlucky in the playoffs, and with Rodgers and Adams and their their base level of construction, that they're good enough to at least make and win this Super Bowl. They just are. Um, it's just that football is a bunch of random nonsense, and we actually underrate how much randomness pops up. Randomness is a huge reason that the Patriots ha- uh, under Brady have as many titles as they have. It's also a huge reason that they lost a couple with the stupid David Tyree helmet catch. Like everybody's got a the st- Eagles, yeah. the Philly special, the Philly special happened. Everybody's got a-, a story of a few just random pieces of bullshit that don't go their way, and the Packers are loaded with them. But you can't predict that going forward. You can't count on it, and it's not even something you can do anything about. I mean, you could have fired Maurice Straton, and maybe you don't get a punt blocked. Okay, fine, but even with shitty special teams coordination, punt blocks are super rare, and it happened anyway. Um, so, the, the, all you can do is control your underlying talent level, your coaches, and the Packers are they are stacked. It, this is a bad, bad conference, and all you, you want to make the playoffs, you want to get a bye, and from there, it's just a matter of playing a couple good games in a row, and they're well. They're as well suited to do that as any other team. They should be absolute Super Bowl favorites with everybody back. Not everybody back, with, with their important people back. And uh, their their schedule. I mean, you can never predict that in advance. Things change, but their schedule is just trash. It's just that that there's not a lot on it. Yeah, you, you have a couple hard teams, but that's it. It's the Cowboys and the Bills, and that's really it.
4: I mean, if it's they, they be lose good to, to see the Bills, Kirk was As you say, it's sixteen and one.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, th- that's if that's if everybody stays out of the COVID protocol, which may not may won't exist necess- in the same way it did this well, year. Personally, per, per the does not exist. Yeah, I
4: was under right. the impression COVID protocols were yeah over now done. Yeah,
1: it is. I mean, I have to think though if, if ah whatever. I'm not. I don't want look, talk man. About yeah.
4: COVID, <laughs> COVID protocols are removed. Aaron Rodgers immediately signs an extension. Coincidence. Coincidence?
1: There's so many correlations in the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers saga. PJ Wessels asks, what level of success makes this extension worth it? How many playoff appearances, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins?
4: Okay, one wow. win makes it worth it. Yeah, I agree. One completely. appearance makes it worth it. I think it. one
0: appearance makes it worth it. <laughs> I think uh, you, you can't control what actually happens in the Super Bowl very well at all. It's one football game. It's random as shit. If, if you make the Super Bowl, that's a huge accomplishment
4: we should put that on a shirt <laughs> it's it's random, it's
1: random, as random shit. Shit. <laughs> making a super bowl random as shit um yeah i agree with you and and i mean if they win again like i i suppose you could still be really down about it and lo- and still feel like the the era of Favre rogers wasn't enough but it, it gets a lot harder when it's like well it should have been more than two super bowls like you sound you start to sound really whiny like yeah, that's, a really, yeah, well, that's a really that's a really do. thing
4: that dude should have shut the hell up. That's uh, that's what I
1: think. <laughs> Flaley Joel Osment asks, how does having a back-to-back MVP quarterback and NFC Championship appearances limit schematic creativity within an organization? Relying on Aaron and feeding Devontae worked until it didn't. So mm-hmm. what's the best way to come back better and not just the same?
4: Um, make it so Mercedes doesn't fumble.
0: Well, eh, kind of, but they actually... <laughs> Uh, their weaknesses got exploited. This is one of the things that does happen in the playoffs. You get exposed to other well-built teams with a lot of film and a lot of study time. And um, the Packers did rely on Devonte too much. They could use better additional receivers. It is definitely a weakness. Um, they could also, uh, on the on the other hand also... Uh, if they have their full offensive line, I'm not sure that matters. I think if Dennis Kelly is not playing in that game, that um, Lazard is enough to get that done if Rogers has time to actually deliver the ball. So uh, it takes, I think, a, a hit to a unit and then uh, just a lack of skill in another one. But th- that's what that's what did them in. I think if they have better receivers or a full offensive line, they win that game going away. And uh, they can help themselves out by giving Rogers another weapon or two um, or giving that offense a little more depth across the board to uh, absorb injuries, which you can never predict.
1: Um, they, they happen. Hmm. Andrew Merker asks Is, If last year was dubbed the last dance, what do you call this year? Just some more dance. Last
4: off. Dance to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the encore? No, but, it's okay.
4: We've been over this. We have been. There, o- we, yes, I know you want to do
0: Last Dance to Electric Boogaloo. We talked right, about it
4: because there's, there's break in. Yeah, we talked about ozone about last dancing. week. Yeah. And then there's Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. This is Breaking 2. How about Lombada? Lombada? What the hell is Lombada?
0: Oh, God, I'm so old. All right. so
1: It's a kind of dance.
0: Oh, man. Uh, so this, I thought that was brain surgery. This is definitely a Paul is older than you guys. And I'm not that much older than JR, but there was a a couple of movies and a a not a craze, but a, a brief fad in the late eighties of the Lombada, which is a certain type of Latin-inspired sexy dancing. And um, it's uh, it was. I'm not kidding. It was a huge thing for like six months. There are literally no, but, like no, you, know, know what, you know, how Arm, know you know how Armageddon and the other Comet movie happened at the same time. There were like in fact yeah. yeah there were like two or three
4: Lombada movies
0: that happened at the same time. One of which okay, is so just called Lombada.
4: I'm I'm aware of I'm aware of the the term like like a Lombardi dance yeah but it's the fact that you talking about quote unquote sexy dance yep <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man but it's a Lombardi re- you're trying to fit in a Lombardi reference is what you're trying to do right sure why not Sounds yeah you good. are
4: that's, that's that's a shoehorn that's definitely that's what's
1: happening <laughs> I just I
4: just think if you're gonna do a second dance movie it has to be breaking that's fine
2: breaking or, or
4: or 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 last dance to the streets. I don't know that All one, right. but okay. Step up, step up to the streets. I believe it's a Channing, Channing Tatum. Step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, okay. The, okay, so the second movie in the Step Up series is called Step Up to the Streets, and the characters literally say the phrase "to the streets." Yeah, like ten, like ten times.
0: If you say the name, you win the movie. That's how it works. Yes.
4: So,
1: um, we're gonna go, we're gonna go with two last two dance. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> 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 so does that
4: mean the Packers are going to sign Luther? Chris, it,
1: <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. They're not going to be able to afford anybody else once they get through these first few contracts. All right, Asilla Tam says Jim Nagy reported that several scouts thought the Packers could get a second-round pick for Love. Does that seem reasonable? And should they take it if offered? If you get
0: that, you you take it immediately. Hang up the phone, pop champagne, and scream really loudly.
1: <laughs> yeah, first or second round, no brainer, no yeah. brainer. Mark Putzgarby says, if you were a team like Seattle who now needed a quarterback and had a top 10 pick, who would you go after? (laughs) There were two people who, in those 15 minutes, came to us wanting to know. Alex Lamers asks, who are the Packers going to have at receiver next year besides Adams? Wondering about MBS and Cobb specifically. Are there any good prospects in the draft that might be available in the middle rounds? Well,
4: what about Calvin? Oh. 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 Oh.
0: Um, the by, by the way back to, really quick to mark he was asking who Seattle takes not uh Denver so um and uh,
1: oh shoot I read it wrong it's it's okay, a,
0: it's okay. Se- Seattle's super tanking and I think we'll go with Drew Locke just to build up a draft pick base because hey, they have a ton of them so yeah do, for you, sure.
4: do you feel bad for Jamal Adams or no
1: no why he got paid he,
4: Right, but he 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 purposely forced himself out of a team that was bad to go to a quote unquote contender,
0: yeah, but he's rich, so I don't feel bad for him
4: <laughs> yeah. Paul Noonan him. does not feel bad for rich people,
1: correct. I mean, it sucks that he was overvalued to the point that his team has to like reinvent itself. but did sorry. you yeah.
4: did you guys see the tweets about Jamal Adams?
1: He, he is catching straights, isn't he?
4: It said it said uh, um, Seattle now has two extra first round picks. They should spend it on a safety. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, snap.
1: Hey, you got an interception against the Packers, which is ex- extremely rare. Congratulations yep. to Jamal. Oh Adams. My God.
4: You know what? I you, the, you the go. The Packers that's, won that game in shutout yeah, fashion. That's where I'm at. I, I would feel bad for Jamal Adams if he didn't tweet a picture of his interception like he did something.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Congratulations. You lost 17 nothing, but you sure yes. got that pick. So, so it wasn't 24 nothing.
0: Indeed. But back to receivers. A, a lot of them didn't run or post good combine times, one or the other. Um, and so it's a weird year where, where there's a lot of productive guys we don't know that much about and a lot of good athletes that we don't know that much about. And I don't know where anybody's going yet. Um, like uh, the, the standout from the combine was Christian Watson, but he's a North Dakota State guy. And so. He's a super athlete, but you can't tell how polished he is or anything like that. Um, I will tell you that by my numbers that I put together, the best guy you could probably draft is Kevin Austin, who was super productive and put up... I know Matt just gave me a... Uh, he's, he's a Notre Dame guy. Um, I think he's available mid-rounds, and uh, his uh, Robson and Raz score together make him very, very, very likely to be good in the NFL.
4: So. Also, if, if you... Listen to draft Twitter. What's his face from NDSU? Is the next Jerry Rice Christian Watson? That's yeah, that's dumb. You should call him the next like, Randy Moss like, or something like that. No, man, he's he's a small school, gonna go in the later first round, gonna be a monster for the next
0: 15 years. Yep, can Jerry I, Rice. Can I mention my crazy thing that I think a smart team should do with pass catchers, generally speaking? Hit me. Okay, so, um. Nebraska was historically bad in the Big Ten last year. They, uh, their record was atrocious, but their Pythagorean record was actually pretty good. They lot they like they pulled the one score loss thing, uh, and are very likely better than what their numbers put out. And they have uh, two skill position players who, by numbers, say are secretly really good. One is Austin Allen, who's a tight end. Um, and uh, will be available freely because nobody cares about that guy. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the other one is uh, Samar- Samari Touré, who is a receiver for them, who-, who didn't get invited to the Combine, but was the uh, let's say 12th most productive receiver in all of college football. <laughs> and uh, basically nobody above him went to, to the Combine. So, <laughs> so pick that guy. When,
4: when the ball hits your eye... And the combine passes you by. Th- that's, a Torre. that's a Yeah, That's, that's a Torre. Torre.
0: Yeah, that's a Torrey. <laughs>
1: it's, it's good. What's up? <laughs> Ken Walters. Why do so many Packers fans think that having draft picks is better than having a quarterback coming off two straight MVPs? I don't know if there are that many, but there are some. There yep. are some who would have taken that deal.
0: Well, part of it's that Rodgers is a uh, weird asshole. Yeah, putts. Well, and uh, part of also, it is that you, draft picks can be anything. You could just imagine see, them. E- even a
4: boat. <laughs> even a boat. <laughs> so, so, also, I guess the defense here is wh- what's going to happen is uh, this is results-based judging. <laughs> Sorry, GRs. I love it. I love that. The one. boat's great. I love the boat. The
1: boat is great. <laughs> so, <laughs> it could also be a boat. It could be anything. <laughs> even a boat. <laughs> that show oh man that's chill. Anyway,
4: sorry. okay so so two years from now <laughs> we're going to be having the same conversation and the Packers have won no more Super Bowls and Rogers retires and the Packers get nothing and we're going to have a bunch of questions that are like why didn't we take the deal sure,
1: yeah <laughs> so and
4: that's fine. the NFL is results based analysis and so honestly we don't know but right now keeping Rogers gives you the best chance of winning in the next two years Getting the picks gives you the best chance of winning in the next five. So take your pick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about how quickly it is to rebuild in the NFL. It doesn't doesn't take a a normal team in a normal situation. It needs three years, really, to remodel things, especially if you get a quarterback who's a high-level player. So you shouldn't have to worry about five years from now.
4: So for some reason this is my most intelligent podcast ever, even though I've had a, a lot of wellers. I'm not sure about that,
1: but okay. It's
4: okay. I, I'm I'm having intelligent takes here today. Yeah, fair so enough. let's talk about Sammy Watkins.
1: Why? Interesting.
4: Sammy Watkins.
1: Curious to see how this segue works. Yeah.
4: The Bills leveraged their future to move up and draft Sammy Watkins, who was a major bust for them.
3: Oh, okay.
4: would, you, would, would you like what they gave up like a ton of picks to move up and get Sammy Watkins, who ended up being bad. And yeah, then within 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 five years, they are AFC contenders. Yeah. OK. So they, in That's fact, n- they, in fact, did not leverage their future. And it all worked out because they got a good quarterback prospect who they properly developed. Mm -hmm. the nfl is a quarterback driven league yeah if you look if you look into or skill into a great quarterback rebuilds are instantaneous
0: so i always make fun of the bears for having the fewest uh fourth round or higher picks over the negi era that negi era who's the Ryan pace era um there's only one team that had fewer than them it was the bills but it doesn't it doesn't matter because the bills got josh allen and turned him into something so like Mm -hmm. that fixes all problems absolutely but so
4: so, but yeah, you're but talking he, about the, the draft as a whole. But I think everyone with among casual NFL fandom remembers the Sammy Watkins trade or move up.
0: I whatever. have no, not at all, not even a little. So I so remember the, there was a trade. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It so the, the
4: the Bills the Bills gave up essentially like a Robert Griffin level trade package to go get Sammy Watkins, and then and then he was bad. <laughs>
1: Alex Labor says, "If you assume love is not the long-term answer as a successor, how would you use the next four years to get the right quarterback? How do you how do you think the Packers will approach it?"
4: Poorly.
0: <laughs> I don't think poorly. I, I think if you now that you have established better communications with Aaron, that you you engage in talk with him first of all about hey. Now you're old and under contract. You're not going to be around that much longer. We're going to get a quarterback at some point. So you do you take care of that, and you start drafting them. Uh, like, I will not be surprised if they'd pick a quarterback this year just because I don't think a lot of teams will. They're, they're, it's a bad quarterback year. Matt Corral will get picked, and Tiny Hands Man will get picked. and um feel bad for that. I can't remember his name. That's what he is in my brain. Um, <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, yes. Poor Kenny Pickett. Uh, and there'll be a lot of, like, de- not decent, interesting prospects in the middle rounds. They'll probably take one of them with an, uh, with a pick that they have. And then um, they'll probably pick one next year. in what I think we'll end up being a historically good quarterback class. So, um, and, you know, the Packers will be good, but they'll have picks and they'll have enough picks that they can start to explore the position again as the Rogers deal winds down. So
1: easy peasy. I think somebody made this point on the Packers uh, podcast, the journal Sentinel Packers podcast, Uh shout out to my colleagues Tom Silverstein, Kesty Hill, and Ryan Wood. I don't remember who said it, but Tom Clements um, bringing him in. Aaron Rodgers made the comment that he was really good for him when he was a young quarterback. If you want to hold out hope on Jordan Love, it helps to have somebody who molded Aaron Rodgers as a younger quarterback. It does like maybe maybe that's maybe that works out. You know, we can't can't rule it out. If if they don't get the trade they want, can't rule it out that they do still develop something something out of him, or at least have the guy in place who can develop somebody. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Jeremy Nakman says, "What do you think Russ Ball thinks about the cap doom on the Packers horizon? Do you think he's like a corporate bean counter horrified by the idea or do you think he relishes the opportunity to use his cap skills to exercise cap magic?" <laughs> I think
4: I think Russ Ball watches the cap coming towards him like Luke Skywalker in whatever that sequel was where he was a hologram of himself using
0: the yes. force. Yep,
1: yep. Fire everything you have at that man. Yes, I, I think and that's and then, just like dust off my shoulder. Exactly, yeah. that's Russ Ball. I love,
0: right I really love popular portrayals of Russ Ball as like <laughs> a, 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 he's such a secret. Yes, uh, a like I, I like when he's portrayed as like a guy who's horrified by their free agent spending spree. I, I like him as a just wizard in the background, but like all Russ Ball hat. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to do the same thing right now, but um, it, I'm pretty sure he just is a normal finance guy, which is okay. Here's the situation. Here's what it's going to look like for the next five years. We project it to go up this much in the next, uh, you know, after the next two years, three, four, five years in the future. We have that much space to play with. Here's all the numbers that we have to pay right now. Here's what we can push off into the future. And we'll just do that
4: and bargain as we should.
0: And that's simple as that. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I am i'm crying at paul's depiction of a random finance guy (laughs) because i know six people with mbas who sound exactly like that i I do too i didn't make it up
1: Yeah, (laughs) Um, i definitely picture somebody looking at monitors with the stock market except it's not the stock market it's the projected cap or or it's like salaries come from around the league
0: yeah so i I meant to mention this earlier but um we, we go to we go got Ken Engels, who's fine, too much. But the secret best cap person um, out there is actually Tex, who uh, instantly is able to process exactly what the team is going to do. And the big secret here is it's not that complicated. Um, it, and I've never bothered myself to become a cap expert, but it literally is just um, some some sophistication with the spreadsheets and working within given limits to assign you know values and categories to people. That's all it is. It's not that hard. Um, and Russ Ball, you know, he's creative and all that jazz. But this isn't that hard. Um, you, you, you're going to get a big bump in the salary cap over the next three to five years, two, four to five years, like for the next foreseeable future. You can put money there. It's not that big a deal. Um, so uh, Russ is just going to do what he does and push money where it needs to go, and that's that. Not a big deal.
1: All right, we should try to rapid-fire our way through this so uh, so this doesn't get unwieldy. But some Twitter questions. Schlong Connery, assuming we know the Wilson Hall by recording, which route would you have preferred, trade to the Broncos? We talked about this. Yeah, we did. uh, We're still on the uh, probably better to have Rodgers. Jonathan Deal says he's got lots of questions. Is it just a popular myth that only quarterbacks on rookie contracts win the Super Bowl? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait yes yes it is a myth Sorry. it's a myth it's, it's a, a myth, myth. I it's a mean, myth. It literally just i mean it's a different circumstance but we we just t- twice in a row now have had people who are definitely not on rookie contracts with the can be kicked down the road again what are positions that we should be paying attention to for the draft what's the highest pick love could realistically be traded for uh, i was asked the other day what the position is i mean again i said wide receiver i've said it like uh, i don't know, I know. We years all do. in row, and i'm not sure it's ever edge. happening but it's edge too it's,
4: yeah it's, it's edge it's a good edge draft also, the highest pick that Love could realistically be traded for would be a second. second. But I really <laughs> do like moving up eight picks in the first. I like that idea.
0: Yep. And and Matt's right. It's Edge, and um. Also, they do the wide receiver. They should they should do that. They they do need wide receivers. Um. They should even though they seemingly do this every year. They should also dip in for an offensive lineman. Um. They do also- need to build up their depth there again.
4: Yes. And a more popular myth than only quarterbacks and rookie contracts in the Super Bowl is you can't lick your elbow. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> Ryan Ziegler asks <laughs> short, of, short of the Patriots, who stops Green Bay from a 17 0 run this year? Uh, did we say the Bills? It's the Bills. It's the Bills,
0: yeah. Uh, Bills. Also, Jonathan, really, really, really quick going back to that. Um, uh, the rookie contract thing is much overstated. You can't actually, because of the salary cap, you can't pay. A quarterback too much if he's good. Like you, oh, Aaron Rodgers can't be overpaid; it's impossible. So um, you could win with a highly paid quarterback. It happens all the time. The rookie quarterback thing is nice if you can get it, but it never happens, and it's you know it's a minor advantage, not a huge advantage.
1: Plus, there's just so much randomness. You can't yep, tell me that, is. like in in I every mean Matthew
0: freaking
4: Stafford just won a Super Bowl,
1: right? Uh, of all, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't
4: it be great if a team hired someone and they're like front office tag was like expert in chaos theory <laughs>
1: there there
4: uh, now go ahead Sorry. i was just gonna say ian malcolm
0: front office person yes that's all <laughs> <laughs> andy because memoir.
1: front office person <laughs> just because you can sign aaron Rodgers doesn't mean you <laughs> should hire aaron Rodgers. uh enrique palazzo to close this down here uh, so we got three more years of this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we I do. I it's only going to be two. It's only going to be two. It, it'll be two, so yeah. I think it two. I will
4: also say that he and I got in an argument about the use of Wolfram Alpha versus a TI-86. Wait, wait, wait. Wh-
0: what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, who
4: is on what side? Um, I, I use Wolfram Choose Alpha. Choose wisely. Yeah, uh, uh, I use I use Wolfram Alpha and Enrico teaches calculus. Enrico,
0: I, I know you're listening. Um, and Wolfram Alpha is clearly superior to ATI-85. This is not close.
4: Well, the stark difference is I'm an engineer, and he's a math teacher. Yes, so I understand, but Wolfram... I, I, need, I need help, and he doesn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's based off of Mathematica underlying it. You can do so much with it. Jared's like whatever. It is
1: entirely appropriate that the end of the podcast should be discussed about math instruments because the people who are here are the diehards. So this is the content they they wanted.
4: It is. It has been a long time since I have assigned podcast homework. Oh goodness. If you've made it to this point in the podcast, I want you to at me on Twitter with your favorite Texas Instrument calculator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the answer is going to be the one that plays centipede. I don't care which one, just the one that so, has centipede.
4: Um, I was a mechanical engineering major. I actually had a TI 92. I That's did, the hor- did not know the they went that high. Okay, so the, the TI 92 actually predates the 89, which is what most like higher ed math people have. The 92 is a horizontal form factor with a full QWERTY keyboard, but it's essentially a TI-89 just with a QWERTY keyboard. Um, I had one in college.
0: Okay. All right, we're done. Before before <laughs> before we go,
4: Jr. And on that bombshell,
0: anything good? <laughs>
1: uh, anything good is uh, is definitely no calculator recommendations i know that um i mean there's a lot going on at jsonline.com as you might imagine uh the the subscription that you get to packersnews.com or to one of our websites the milwaukee website it now works across Gannett. so let's say you want to see what's in the green bay press gazette or the appleton post crescent or one of the smaller papers uh there's you, you, or the indianapolis star like you you could get content you know, for everything in the Gannett network. So it's, that's cool for me personally. You know, I wrote some stuff about Aaron Rogers, greatest throws, greatest games, uh, posted to our site amid the flurry of Aaron Rogers content. Uh, the NCAA tournament is coming to Milwaukee. I'll be keeping an eye on that this week. We'll have capsules of the teams that are headed this way. I'm, I'm going to be going to these games nice. and covering them in some capacity, not quite sure yet how, but, uh, but we got, uh, well, we'll obviously keep an eye on that. Hopefully um, my guy, Kurt Hogue, j- yeah. is is the uh, the Can, new Brewers beat reporter. Congratulations to Kurt,
0: a person who has once been in my basement.
1: That is that, true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, big, uh, big moment for Brewers Twitter to have uh, a native son. <laughs> One of our own. Yes. A- advance into that role. So so very excited for him. Really really pumped for him. Yeah. Love the guy and and he's going to do great work. And uh so so if there is baseball, we'll have we'll have a new look <laughs> to our baseball coverage this season. Big doings, lots going on and uh and yeah, as long as there's training sports, I'll, uh, I'll I'll find something to write about.
4: All right. Matt, how about you? I don't make content anymore. Well, I just sometimes talk to you do. guys. Sometimes.
1: You made content.
0: You, you made already you content. already did it.
4: You already you you when did, did case
0: content? you did case cookus.
4: Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. But that's a meme of the week. So I also have to, I guess, I have to mention Andy Schaff. There you go. Okay. okay. <laughs> and uh,
0: I am going to be writing for Appy Company shortly on um, r- preferred receivers in this draft, which uh, is a little wacky. Um, production and athleticism did not follow each other very well this year. So I'm going to have athletic people to draft and people who are productive but slightly less athletic to draft. And uh, uh, it, uh, it's an interesting dichotomy that usually doesn't exist. They usually go together, and this year they didn't. So um, keep an eye out for that. And, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll wrap up this special episode of Reporting is Eligible. Um, so if there's any further news that breaks, though I can't imagine what that would be, we'll, of course, be back. We'll do a post-draft show whenever that rolls around. But uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, enjoy
2: the show. Carbon Golf Club, a mountain, crazy facial hair, a shirtless David, Bose headphones, blasting pony bear. on Game of Thrones and offer to give COVID business loans is this heaven or is it just Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers Instagram Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers Instagram Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers Instagram Instagram. A butte, strong hoodie. Out of durance. Swimming with a shark. An awkward trip you made to Pat Tillman. An unread copy of a book by Anne Rand. An elderly, bred father. Some random quote from the Princess Bride Or maybe dodgeball out of context but he tried Is this heaven? Or am I looking at Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers Instagram grand, his favorite photo of the sky. The caption says, Shailene Woodley, you showed me unconditional love. To all of my teammates, both the past and the current, you're the icing on this beautiful cake we call football. The friendships that we have will be transcending. Yeah, I love you. All of the memories. So thankful for the role every one of you played. Everyone else spread love and gratitude. Maybe once in a while read a book too. And I'm offended. T-shirt, a John Wick costume, a thousand State Farm ads. sentiment some cleats designed to help the wounded warriors every girlfriend that he's had Alex back some memories of the pack, the Dalai Lama and quoting Caddyshack is this heaven or is it just Aaron Rogers Aaron Rogers Instagram